3: Uh, This podcaster named Sean Allen.
4: ASAP, another Sean Allen
5: podcast.
6: ASAP, another uh, Sean Allen podcast. ASAP, another Sean Allen podcast. As I was saying privately to four individuals I have on the line, this is something that we could reference and go back and listen to for gems and like a guide almost. Jamie, won't you... Kick it off.
3: I'm Jamie Morton. I am one of the founders of More Industries. I live in the Washington D.C. area. My current business that I run is a porta potty business, only woman-owned in the D.C. area, and I do have a a full-time job and a full-time business. Pass it right over to my cousin Derek.
1: My name is Derek Morton. I'm also one of the co-founders of uh, More Industries. A little bit about my background. I'm a um, software engineer by trade, you know, but I have experience um, with social media, (laughs) marketing, logo design, brand design, print and ad design, uh, a lot of digital experience that comes with that. Nicole?
3: Um, My name is Nicole Morton. Um, I am the director of marketing, um, and I'm also here with my husband, and that's how I got with the company, and his name is Maurice Morton.
0: How you doing? Um, I'm Maurice Morton. Uh I am the director of sales and social media for more industries. I'm also uh, a current business owner for the last five years. I have my own residential and commercial painting business. We are a huge family man and we, we're definitely uh ready to move on to the next step. But I'm gonna let you talk a little bit about to Jamal and let you know hear about what he has to say before we move on to that.
7: All right, I'm Jamal Pennant. I am the long lost family member of the Morton family. (laughs) (laughs)
6: Um,
7: I'm the director of operations. I'm actually located in Halifax, Virginia. Uh, By day, I am the director of social service here at our local uh, nursing home. And anytime that I'm not there, I'm I'm boots on the ground.
6: That's what's up. What I noticed immediately is the family oriented family ran platform enterprise. Cause you know, you guys got multiple businesses and wear multiple hats, but everybody got that last name. And I just thought that was really, really cool. And something that we need to, you know, see more and capitalize. Cause this is obviously this is family importance and family wealth and structure. So that immediately caught my attention. More about the businesses though, where you guys, most of your businesses because you guys got a lot of businesses where is the bulk of the businesses based out of is that the east coast south down south
3: east yeah coast. most of it's east coast um uh the furthest south we go is uh, uh atlanta where Derek is located at right um and- we've been we all but Derek is from the washington dc area <clears throat> um his wife uh sharifa who i think is listening as well she's um, also a part of whom i talked to you about with the with the photography she is originally from uh jamaica so um She's on the line. She's a part of our family as well. Although, hence, not the CBD has anything to do with Jamaica, but <laughs> so, uh, she's also on the line. She's um, we, but like I said, our businesses go as further down this down south. My cousin Stefan, who is the president of the company, who's not on the line and couldn't attend because he's teaching this morning, has school that he actually teaches to um, at his school. He's been a business. Um, I'm going to say about. Oh shoot, 10 or plus years now doing
0: he's, he's been doing it 12.
3: Yeah, he's been in the, to the special I mean, to the Olympics in uh, China. Um wow. so he's it's it's um he's definitely and he's the president of the company. We have uh, my aunt, uh, which is my aunt Debbie, who's also the head of the business. She's worked for the federal government for over 35 years. She retired just to start kicking off this business. We have my mom, Cheryl Morton, who lives in Florida. She has been retired. She's assisting and helping with the business as well. My aunt, Tamara Morton, who also is one of the co-founders and she also uh, assists, uh, she's in the Washington DC area. My aunt Angela Morton, who is Derek and Maurice's mom. She lives in the Washington DC area and she is an IT guru as well. She- build platforms, softwares, um anything IT related, computer, and I say IT because I really don't know the real term. <laughs> she, like whatever real, you need real. to be she done.
1: Support. Um, she does desktop <laughs> support. She does um, you know, like uh, all of our like system setup, like our admin type stuff. It's like she, that's her.
6: I'm listening to y'all, I all just keep hearing is more and more and more. I'm like, damn, y'all the Wayans of Black business. <laughs> 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 no, Clean, to... <laughs> if you want hey, we, yeah. to be technical, we trying to be. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. We 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 deeper than
0: the Wayans, though. We deeper. Than yeah, the we much
3: deeper than the Wayans. Um my our family, our mothers and uncle, it's just, it's six of them. So there's five girls and one boy. Wow. And, those six kids there's over 26 grandchildren which we are in that count so you can only imagine how big our family is
6: yeah <laughs> and yeah, yeah and that over money, 26
3: because yeah. we forgot i stopped counting <laughs> but,
6: but the, the most beautiful thing about it is you guys are making money together and again that black wealth that is something that we need to stress and continue to stress and have conversations about And the Mortons is a prime example of that because I'm like, after this Zoom, I'm about to change my last name to Morton. (laughs) 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 My pockets, Damn, that's pretty cool. The business that caught my attention, you know, and maybe I'm out of sequence. Let me know if I'm out of sequence, but I was really, really taken aback by the CBD business because, you know, I live in California. We, you know, we have this stereotype of us in California, but I was like, okay, maybe I don't know anything about this. I wouldn't even know how to get started with this. You know, I don't know the laws. I don't know, you know, what CBD is. I don't think a lot of people don't know what CBD is. Another cool thing too, that kind of, um, really, really got my gears growing. You guys, what? That was like 20 acres I saw in Virginia that you guys. We have over
3: 65 now.
6: We yeah. Wow. we 18. All
3: family owned um, generational land that's been passed down with five acres. Um, from the five acres, we are now up to about 65.
6: Wow. And this is in Virginia or? Yes, I'm it's
3: Halifax, Virginia, where our family originated
6: from. Yep. Yeah. 65 acres. Yes, sir. Wow. That is incredible. And on the 65 acres, is this dedicated to the CBD cannabis business? Well, as of right
0: now, no. We, we, well, we will eventually get there. Um, right now, we're we um, on a more of a small scale, just a few acres. We started out our first outdoor grow with two acres, and then we turned that into a product. But now we're working on, man, you know, facilities and everything so that we can have a... Well, right now, we're vertically integrated, so... We do everything from conception to- uh, To grow. To grow,
1: to um, processing, everything. Processing,
0: everything. We're we're fully integrated. So, you know, we do everything in house. Um, So yeah, we're we're looking to just keep, continue to build on on those 65 acres. But right now we're just, we're doing something on more of a small scale until we can, you know, grow
6: the company. Yeah. Y'all really are like the Waynes' because you're trying to be all humble, small scale. Sixty-five <laughs> acres, sixty-five acres is a, a acre is a lot to own a piece of land in this country, especially after how they did us, and to hold on to it and not, you know, be bought out or gentrified or you know how they do. They come in, they swoop in, they see yeah. an opportunity, they displace us. And so for you guys to hold on to this multi-generational and have sixty-five acres. That's a big deal. <laughs> that's a big deal.
3: Yeah, and it's, it's a. Go ahead, Derek. I'm sorry. No, I was
1: going to say, man, and certainly, um, it, it has grown. We started out again with twenty, and you know, and as we've kind of grown with our understanding of like, you know, the hemp business, the CBD business, um, you know, our 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 ambitions have grown too. You know what I'm saying? So right. um, that's why we, you know, we we have that expansion of the um, of the uh, the other acres. I think it's a little bit over fifty. But yeah, so it was more of us just you know, as we learned how to grow, you know, like my brother stated earlier, you know, we started out with a few acres, um, outdoor just to kind of, you know, educate ourselves on the process and everything. Um, and then we moved to, um, you know, not only growing outdoor, but we have a structure, uh, now on our land where, you know, we're learning how to grow all year round. Um, and that's kind of one of the things that, um, it's hard, you know, for farmers to do is like, you know, once, you know, if you're not in season, you can't grow. So, um, you know, with us, we also learn how to, you know, uh, set up a structure and do all that stuff so we can, um, prepare it to grow all year round.
6: That's pretty dope. And are you, so you, who, who got the education behind the cannabis and CBD? Well, all you guys got the education behind it, but who was the, the mastermind behind?
1: <laughs> I would say, um, uh, I know like, so my brother, he laughed. Um, <laughs> go ahead, I, I i'll let you ask more words and i'll i'll, I'll tag you. okay
0: so this is a this is a crazy story right because my aunt debbie who who jamie was talking about she uh at one point in time man she would frown upon us for even coming around her smelling like uh marijuana and right. uh she like jamie said she retired from the government after almost 30 years she actually put, took her retirement to 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 you
3: know well, for, we started
0: the beginning of the part of the story because I'm sure Sean would get a kick okay, out. Okay, okay. Well, here you'll definitely get a kick <laughs> out of there. <this>. So Jamie <laughs> actually had to convince her to even think about doing this because, like I said, when we would come around her, she would frown upon us for uh even thinking or talking about marijuana or anything related. So right. Jamie had took maybe three months, Jamie, three to four yeah, months. So-
3: Yeah, what happened was we were actually going down to check on our land that we already have that was, we inherited the five acres. She asked me to ride with her and I was like, okay, I'll ride with you. So as I'm sitting here thinking like five acres, five acres, what are we doing with the five acres? Like we just paying the taxes and we're not doing anything with the land. So just something came in my head and said, let's talk to Aunt Debbie about growing uh, hemp. So when I get in the car, you know, I was like, "Well, Aunt Debbie, wait—is we-
6: wait, Aunt Debbie the Joe Jackson of the Aunt
3: Debbie, is hey, the Joe Jackson? She definitely was. The T D. Oh, Jakes. Exactly. <laughs> Jakes, whatever you want to call it. She, she doesn't. She She's never drunk anything in her life. When it comes to alcohol, she's never smoked anything in her life. As it comes to tobacco, weed, anything, she's not that kind of person. So you can understand my whole trying to pitch." So we, I was like, Aunt Debbie, what are we going to do with this land? And she said, "Um, well, I don't know. You know, we, I was thinking about retiring and just putting a house in the land. I was like, well, have you ever thought about growing hemp there? She was like, Jamie, oh my God, I'm not being no drug dealer. (laughs) (laughs) You're not, this is not drugs. It's legal. Everybody's doing it. So we can make some money off of this. We can be the black farmers. So I had, so she was like, I don't know. I don't know about this. So my cousin Stefan, who I spoke about, that's her son. So she said, well, let me call Stefan. So I call Stefan and Stefan is absolutely his mom's child because he's the same way, but he's not, he has drunk alcohol before. I don't think he's ever smoked marijuana or anything like that, but is right. very straight to the point. He's very straight by the book as well. So I thought it was going to be a hard sell for both of them. So he gets on the phone. And she was like, Stefan, Jamie wants me to be a drug dealer. What do you think about CBD? What do you think about growing hemp? And he said, it's a good idea. And from
6: there,
3: <laughs> 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 it went into a 24-hour plan, inv- calling Derek, calling all my aunts, bringing them all on board, and we kind of kept it a secret for a very w- long time, only because we wanted to get all the paperwork done. But the educational part of it, we had no idea what we had, had no idea how to grow we had to hire people to, to teach us how to do it but we have experts like Maurice who's my he's the expert of all CBD THC he has it Jamal who also is the expert of all CBD THC grow whatever you want to know he can talk about it all day long
6: right.
3: so I am not the expert of it at all but they are <laughs> I just don't <laughs>
6: the idea <laughs> i'm about to be a fool and be like we got some family from jamaica how are we hiring people and we got somebody from jamaica already to- <laughs> yeah we have our
3: we have you know our cousin what I mean? sharifa
6: But well, I'm, I'm being um, i'm being a clown i'm being a clown how long ago did no, God, how long ago did this this happen though like you know um, I, october name?
3: 2019 is when we originally started uh talking about this within that time frame within 90 days we res- we obtained our business license um most some most of our the most important certification which was the license and um as well as getting certifications such as woman owned my aunt debbie is a woman owned because it, it is a woman owned so getting a woman owned minority owned certification in the virginia
6: area wow wow what is the requirement to Go into cannabis business, and is it like a federal thing? Is it a state thing? Because I know, first, like the state or the county and the city has to allow it, but turning it into a business, how, how, like, what is that process? Walk me through that process, okay? Okay, so
7: with hemp or uh, cannabis, however you want to label it, term um, the 2018 farm bill gave us approval to where we could actually grow industrial hemp, they legalized it. That did not legalize the entirety of cannabis, which is THC, marijuana, the other side. For being that it's uh, been approved by the federal government, that gives you clearance on that end. But each state has their own regulations and their own bylaws for how they are going to regulate uh, the industrial you know, program and right now the industry is still in such an emphasis phase each state is coming up with their own legislation because federally they still have not came up with the bylaws of how they're going to govern this thing completely so it, de- it just depends on where you are where you're located and what you do but on the basic level what you have to do to get started is uh, find your local Um, agriculture department that runs by your state. You apply for your grower's license. You can apply for your processor license. You can also apply for your dealer's license. Those are three different licenses that allow you to get into the industry and that will cover you in your movements because technically industrial hemp is still a scheduled drug. It has been dropped down to a tier three drug from a schedule one drug which does test carry less weight, you know, in, our, you know, as far as charges go, but it's still considered a scheduled substance. So you have to, it's a tricky game. And that's why you have to have your, uh, cross your T's, dot your I's, and make sure you have your paperwork because um, we all know how the system has treated us. So that's not a game that we want to play with.
6: Wait, so I'm not understanding. You got to follow state laws. Then the counties yeah. have their own kind of thing and the cities have their own kind of thing so like there's a bunch of red tape you got to get through to even get this off the ground and then you-
7: yes indeed and and like I said the industry is in such an infant state things have not been created as far as the infrastructure to ensure that you can be successful in this industry a lot of times people jump into it because it, it was a, it's kind of like a fad oh it's legal we can do it but you got to really read the fine print and really understand the process that goes into getting something from out of the soil and into production. There's right. a lot of uh, laws that go into it. There's a lot of things that you have to consider, consider, and there's just a lot of regulations, you know, just simply as public safety. So it's a lot that goes into it, but it so definitely the, can be done.
6: Right. So marijuana or cannabis usage is legal in the state of virginia is that correct not not
3: thc
6: oh wait thc industrial hemp is totally different
7: in classification versus marijuana the difference is industrial hemp does not yield a high thc um threshold so in virginia you cannot produce any hemp with um that would yield the result of more than 0.1%. They changed that from 0.3%, 0.03%. They changed it. Uh, this was right. a recent uh, law that uh, Governor Northam um, had just put out, I want to say it was about a month ago. Um, they raised it because a lot of farmers were losing out on crop due to the fact that people couldn't test in time enough and therefore your crop would rise in the numbers. So right. you would end up losing money. So they had to change that threshold. But the difference between CBD, hemp, and marijuana is pretty much just the THC content. If there's um, any THC that is over that one uh, percent, it's considered to be marijuana, and that's what it, the psychoactive part. Anything that gets you high that alters your uh, mental state, that is what's considered THC in marijuana
6: so there there's no dispensaries on every corner like there is in la and virginia
7: oh, yeah. um, No, they are in dc yep.
0: okay yeah dc yeah. area but not in virginia
1: not until the actual cannabis the thc becomes legal in the state of virginia you still have to focus on that um you know the, the cbd or the more um the hemp the industrial hemp side of things um you know virginia is a, a conservative state by nature so, and, you know, and that comes with a lot of Southern states, you know, so for them, they, you know, they don't want to just, um, you know, they have certain barriers of entry, um, before, so, uh, to get into it. So they, so they can better handle how to navigate the business as a state. And that's talking about the THC side of it. Sorry. Yeah.
6: Right. But you, but you are able to grow it and smoke it, right. But you can't you're able
0: it. To smoke, you're able to consume it in Virginia. You can, uh, it's not the de- it's decriminalized, meaning that if right. you have under a certain amount on your person, uh, they can't lock you up, they can write you a citation. But, right. um, it's this not, been, not been
3: decriminalized,
0: yeah, it's decriminalized. It's not illegal to consume it in the state of Virginia, but it's illegal right now to grow it in the state of Virginia until oh, they so pass federally mandated and passed all the laws.
6: Okay, 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 so I'm understanding now. So because do, what you guys are doing at the farm, it doesn't have this percentage of THC. You got you guys are, it's fine. Every, like you don't have nothing to worry yeah, about, Yeah, we right? have a
3: legal, con, legal number right. of
6: THC right.
3: in our um, plant. Okay, We're, okay. We do everything, um, as my aunt would say, in decent and in order. Um, we... Because of our minority status, we don't want to jeopardize losing our license or growing actually THC on the farm until it's legalized, although others do it only because, one, you can lose your license if they if you get caught more, multiple times, and two, the first time you get caught, you have to burn down your entire crop, and wow. that's thousands of dollars being wasted all because, you know, we just thought we would pull one over someone's head. Right,
6: right, right. And we know they're watching us like a hawk, so, you know.
3: Oh, we can absolutely get into that and the area that we're in. But, um, yeah, we have tons and tons of stories of just our experience as it relates to when we first started out until where we are right now. Um, we didn't realize how much of the minority farms are not being treated the fair, or the small farms are not being treated fair as other farmers or people that don't look like us. And we have, um, we are, we're, we're creating um, footsteps as it relates to um, setting the foundation, setting the presidents. Um, my aunt is, uh, ha- is now a part of a board for a. Uh, a co-op that we created for farmers in that area and I'll let Derek and Jamal talk more about that but we do have a co-op that we're creating specifically to help out other farmers so this thing is going to get much bigger than what it is and we want to share as much as information as possible but Derek or Jamal you want to talk about the co-op part of it
7: um, yeah, the co-op is, you know, there's pretty much an initiative to support ourselves and help others. It's a way for us to, you know, reach other Black farmers, for us, us to share information, share experiences. Because, as Jamie mentioned, um, the game isn't isn't set for us. Um, the right. resources aren't for us. Um, you know, like in anything, y'all, they, <clears throat> things are available, but by the time we get to it, it's too late. The deadline is there. So. We're doing this in a, in a way to help ourselves, but to also help other people because, you know, there's strength in numbers. Right. And, um, and with that, that's what that's what we're trying to do. We wanna, like I said, just number one thing is just to give back and help other people because we, there's so many obstacles, like you mentioned earlier, so much red tape that a point at this uh, as one person or a small group, you're at, a, at a, a great disadvantage when you're dealing with major corporations who are you know, spearheading the direction of where this is going. Um, You know, there's so many things to consider, like the local legislation, um, things of that nature. You have to be so tied into this and you just can't do it alone. So this co-op will offer us an opportunity to not just, um, you know, help other farmers, but, you know, to inspire other people to, you know, just think of outside of yourself. You know, it's a bigger picture out here.
1: Absolutely. It's more of a not only uh, are we sharing information, but we also sharing resources, um, you know, uh, historically, you know, black people have been disenfranchised. So, again, like, you know, just as a collective of black people, everything is a little bit harder for us. You know, you know, you, you know, you call it the black tax. Right. right, you know, right. It's, it's always harder for us to do something or we got to be twice as good to get half as much. Um, what this co-op does, again, it allows us to share resources, but not only shares those resources, um, we can educate each other on it. You know, hey, you know, with the process of, you know, the hemp licenses, whether it be for growing, whether it be for processing or whether it be for dealing, you know, a lot of people don't know that. So, um, you know, this, 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 um, this co-op is, a, is again, is a, is a place for us to share all of our ideas, to share, our, uh, you know, the struggles that we may be uh, having, whether it be financial, whether it be racial, um, you know, whether it be. Um, you know, economic or whatever the case may be, um, and like Jamal said early, uh, stated earlier, you know it's hard to do it alone. Um, and, and you know we kind of operate by the same. Um, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And that certainly have been us. You know, with all of our different um, talents and skill sets, and and one person focuses on one making one part of the business better, whether it be through education, whether it be through getting making sure that everyone has their licenses and and everyone you know has done all the proper paperwork. So. Um, again, it's, it's more of just helping each other out.
6: Do you guys all have to get like a license to, to... Well, we
3: all have to be on a license. That is one thing too, that, um, and I, and I, I can speak to a, a, a few points about that. So when you're, when you're trying to grow such as uh, hemp CBD or, um, eventually THC product, when you apply for a license, no one in your organization could... Have a felony or have a pending felony charge on their record. So, hence, those who may have been incarcerated for this some time ago, it's gonna blackball them where they cannot, unless it it's their felony is is expunged, be able to get a license until something happens with their um, record as far as expungement or 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 something in that nature. So, we we strategically we have to plan how we go about that. Uh, thank God none of us on our uh, in our organization has had that problem, but it's not to say that we can't. No one's perfect, we're all human, all right. you know?
6: So what um, you're saying is people who were in prison for marijuana- Absolutely,
3: is a- exactly <laughs> what yeah, I'm so saying. Yeah. Yeah,
0: They'll make so, it much more difficult for you.
1: So, wow. so what, we, what we're trying to focus on now is not only um, you know, as far as the business go and making it legal, you know, we, we want cannabis to be legal, but along with that, um, you know, we want to also, um, and I, and I know there's been talk with, you know, the new president and stuff like that. And, and even within the County of Halifax of removing people's records with, uh, with those preexisting charges. Um, because again, you know, a lot of our family members and relatives spent decades growing and smoking weed, you know, and then once right. they get arrested for it, and now all of a sudden it's illegal and you can make a lot of money in it. And you can, you know, you can start a business in it. And they, ha- they have some of the most, um, you know, some of our relatives in the past who, who got uh, you know, arrested for it. They have the education to grow it and know how to grow it. But now they can't because they got a felony record. So not only are we, you know, we were pushing to make it legal, but we also are, are, are keeping that, that, that same uh, cautious with us, you know, where, you know, um, if it becomes commercialized and now you have all these people who are, of a different race, um, making all this money off of it. But you have all these people, you know, with pre-existing records blackballed and can't do it, you know, even though they're really good at it. So we're, that's what we're trying to like, make sure that we don't forget.
6: Wow, that's pretty dope. So you guys not only, you know, have your business and building your enterprise, but you guys are in it to educate people as well. And yeah, because- you guys don't have to do that. So that's another nod that I give you guys. Yeah, each so one, teaching, to man,
0: you know, um, we, we, we definitely not stingy with the information. You know, uh, as, 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 if our people have the information that's needed to expand and grow themselves and we in a position to help them do that, uh, we all for that. Cause we are, like I said, man, we are very family oriented and we want to see other families win as well. So in order for that to happen, we have to share information. We have to be able to help each other. And that's the only way it can happen, you know, because, you know, other races don't share information with us, you know, and we don't even share information with us sometimes. Right, right, right.
6: You know, we changing that. We changing that with this show. I know here in California.
3: (laughs) Absolutely.
6: (laughs) (laughs) I know here. So I don't know too much about going into cannabis business here in California, but I always hear something like a reverberating thing when it comes to starting a business or launching into the business of cannabis here in California. I don't know if it's a, a, a federal thing, a state state thing. I don't know, but they always say that you have to have over like a million dollars in assets to even well, like look at a business. So is that a thing? Is, is that yeah. to be honest if, with you? If you
3: want to be comfortable, yes, you should have a, at least a million dollars. But because we're hustlers, everybody on this phone is hustlers. We've been making it work with the little bit of coins that we do have. <laughs>
6: yeah 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 but what they say here no they're saying to even like look at a business license you have to have over like a million or a few million assets and i would say
0: that probably in in california because it's so saturated you know it's so Uh, many people doing it it's you have so many different farms and farmers and um humboldt county is like one of the biggest counties for it right now and it's 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 becoming so saturated that they kind of want to weed out just anybody being able to do it
6: you know, well, what what that was saying to me when I was reading about that, I was like, OK, well, because of, you know, systematic racism, oppression, redlining and all the stuff that they put in place to prevent us from owning, what, 65 acres in Halifax County? Yes,
3: yes. You know,
6: <laughs> shout out to that. But, you know, all the you know, we don't have a lot of us don't have over a million dollars in assets that we could, you know, Put up for collateral to get a business license, so that in itself is very discriminatory. When most of us are in jail, in prison, have a record because of the very drug that, you know, did, you well, know. Yeah,
3: you're, you're absolutely right about that. Uh, even going back to my aunt Debbie, as, as I stated, she took a gamble on this business. Is why we are so focused on ensuring that we are successful, not just because of that, but because of that, she took a gamble on us. She took and retired over 35 years of services at the federal government, pulled all of her money out of her TSP account and invested it all into our business. And reality is what she should have done was use that money and retired and did whatever she wanted to do, but she thought about family. We brought something to her and she said, Okay, I'll get into it. And we're so, uh, we're thankful she was able to do that because none of us had the opportunity to do that. None of us had money just laying laying around to be able to buy, get a license. The license cost hundreds of dollars. The land that we uh, procured, we have a mortgage on it that we have to pay. Uh, so there's things that you know, like I said, when it comes to financial stability, yes, we have secured other um, funding opportunities, but the bulk of it has come from our aunt, who is the CEO of our business, and the and just her her 35 years of slaving for the government is now us our opportunity to to put our footmark on this earth.
6: That's and that's Auntie Debbie.
3: That's
0: Auntie, Auntie Debbie. Debbie. Yeah, Actually, we call her Ma Queen. We call her-, <laughs> we call her Ma
3: Queen. Yeah, we call her Ma Queen. <laughs> we gave her the name of Ma Queen because we we have a, so many stories that are so similar to Queen Sugar. It ain't even funny. <laughs> oh wow, wow, wow! So we we are the true Queen Sugars. If if there is a TV show or anything that ever comes up, we are Queen Sugar in reality. Not not in not in a the reality world, but in reality, we are definitely the queen sugars of, of, of the world right now. Um, and like I said, she, she took that, that gamble on us and, um, we're so ever thankful and humble. And that's why we, the younger generation go so hard because we cannot fail. Um, we don't want to see her fruits of her labor be flushed down the toilet because we're failing or we're, we're not producing as we should.
6: And even on a superficial level, this is a flex to say that you got cannabis farm to say your family own all this acreage and what Virginia is a blue state now. Right. So, it you, know now, stock, that, it wasn't you know, that's <laughs> not that. But, you know, but, you know, but, you know, that price about to go up now is blue. You know what I mean? So to Absolutely. just say that you have that is, is definitely a flex just on a superficial level, but like on a more spiritual level, a deep level, like this is a big, this is a big deal. and you know whatever the business is going to flourish, continue to flourish and grow and, you know, be monumental. And, you know, you guys are definitely trailblazers in this, but you guys own that land <laughs> at the end of the day. You know what I mean? That is, that is a, a, a big deal and a big flick. That's something that we, culturally, we started having these conversations recently about ownership and, you know, entrepreneurship and, you know, CBD and the whole cannabis business. That's a, a, a new, area of business to get into, but it's, it's dope that you guys are kind of ahead of the curve when it comes to this, you know? Shout out to Aunt Debbie, you know, and to you guys too, for not being silly and doing, cause you guys could have sold that land and made money. You know what I mean? You guys could have hired outside people to be part of the business and get their hands in the pot, but you guys kept it family oriented. You guys kept it black.
3: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash
6: host. You guys trying to educate and, you know, share resources too. And now who, what was the inspiration and the motivation behind, you know, the more Cannabis Co- Company? Um,
1: uh, uh, I can answer that one. Again. Okay. Okay. Um, so the inspiration behind it was um, the reason that now go to, um, you know, it's a two part uh, story. Um, the reason that we, we started growing in Halifax um, is because that's where our grandfather's from. Um, and that's where, when Jamie stated earlier, our family, uh, the five acres, uh, that's where he grew up. You know, the house that he grew up in is still there. It's, you know, we still can go and visit that, that house. Um, so that's, that, that, that was, that's our roots to Halifax County. Um, Now, the more Industries brand, that was inspired by our grandmother. Um, Our logo um, is is an elephant. And that elephant, um, you know, for us, um, elephants, they represent so many things. They represent wisdom. They represent, um, you know, family. You know, you never see an elephant doing anything alone. Um, They represent, you know, support. Um, And that's what we got from our grandmother. Our grandmother... When she came into the room, you know, you know that saying, you know, to address the elephant in the room. Whenever my oh, yeah. grandmother came into the room, you know, I, that's, she just naturally demanded attention. Not, you know, not controversial attention, but just that, oh, grandma, grandma's here, you know, and it's like, hey, is somebody walking her in the house? Is somebody opening <laughs> her door? You know, yeah. she, she demanded that without necessarily saying anything. She never said that, she, but it was just, that's something that we did. And I then also- it. She had, um, she was a collector of elephants. She would, um, she's not a, she was n- not a Delta, but over the decades she collected like hundreds of elephants, like hundreds of like small or medium or large size uh, elephant statues. And, and that's what we felt that um, will represent her best in the business, uh, you know, and what an elephant meant. Um, that's why we kind of like had that more industries, um, you know, branding. But also the land is coming from, you know, the story about grandfather and uh, and you know what he did growing up there as Halifax County.
6: What about the racism and the inequality? Like, have you guys? I know you guys experienced that. You guys mentioned that. Jamie mentioned that when she was talking about, you know, the red tape and you know how they be watching you guys. Is there like any notable moments where you like, okay, they only doing this because we black? Oh,
1: so I know we got a couple of stories. I, I'm gonna tell one. Um, okay. <laughs> so uh, it was my Aunt Debbie. Um, you know, she was out there on the land and she pretty much goes out there on the land every day to kind of uh, check on everything. And this is when we were doing outdoor uh, planning. And, um, you know, uh, so where our land is pretty secluded. There's not a lot of houses there except for maybe one or two houses coming up coming down the road. I um, mean, it's real royal area. You know what I'm saying? Like if, you're not, right. if you don't have business over there, you're not gonna be over there.
6: Right. Uh,
1: right. <laughs> and um, she was, uh, she was uh, I think we were uh, crop, we were uh, harvesting some of our crop and uh, she was carrying some from the farm into our, you know, our structure, um, into our greenhouse. And uh, you know, she's just everyday minding her business. And then she's going to go sit in, you know, she sat in her car and then next thing you know, she has a police car pulled up behind her and she get uh, out and she gets out and she's just like, hey officer, how are you? And he was like, Yeah, we got a call um, you know, from someone saying that there's some suspicious looking plants over here or some suspicious <laughs> looking flowers. And she was like, Well, you know, I am um, she's like, I am an industrial hemp grower. I mean, that if that's what they see, that's you know, that's that's what it is. And he was just like, Yeah, I know, you know, and, and again, it's it's completely legal in Virginia to grow hemp. Um, so uh, she, you know, the cop was just like all right, you know, let me just see your license. And she just, you know, and that's the importance of having those licenses is that she was able to show him the, uh, you know, our growers license, show him my processing license, and he, you know, he just kind of was like, well, oh, have a good day. Um, and he meant, you know, he went about his day. But again, it could have went a lot worse, right. um, you know, with you know, just historically with you know, black people in in, in the, the hemp, the, um, hemp industry and you know just with police yeah you know so and again we the thing is we know what neighbor did it um because they're they're that neighbor is building like a new house and they're the only ones that can actually see uh like a site line of sight they're the only ones that actually actually see onto our land so we were like yeah it was them um but again it was just like that was just a a story of like you know where luckily we were prepared and we had all of our documentation but again it could have went a lot worse than
6: wow yeah it definitely could have went a lot Worse, and it, this neighbor who have this house that they're building. Let me guess, are they white? Of course,
1: yes. <laughs> they're not all color. That's for sure. <laughs> if they were, if they were any color, um, any other uh, race than white, they probably would have introduced themselves. <laughs> well, but, and, then,
3: and Jamal can probably talk about this because he's he lives in that area. That area is full of Amish people as well. So, you know, there's a number of different.
6: Racism, hey, but Amish as- Om- people mind their business though, don't they? Not yeah.
3: all, <laughs> not all. <laughs> but, Jamal, you want to talk ahead, about Jamal. some experience
7: when I first got into the hemp industry? I was doing it by myself. Um, and through the grace of God, doing some prayer, it led me to my long lost family, which is crazy. The, um, the Morton family and my family, I believe we have uh ties due to the fact that. Where the farm is located is where I grew up, and my, wow. you know just our interactions, <laughs> things that um you know hanging out with Aunt Debbie Stefan the whole family, it's looking like we probably are pretty much blood related. We just got to find out where we at on the family tree,
6: right, but right.
7: um uh, from that I can speak to just growing up in Halifax County of the rural South, um. uh, like I said, I tried to do this thing by myself and the roadblocks, the obstacles that I was um, running into, I needed help. I needed I needed teammates. I needed people like me who felt like me, looked like me, to support me because um, going to do applications, paperwork being lost, um, phone calls being made, and then I'm not getting phone calls returned. Uh, things like missing deadlines due to the fact that I'm not getting um uh, you know just proper cooperation from the people who are the powers that be things like that and then on top of that you know just the social climate of america today with you know following the george floyd situation you know even though halifax county is a small rural area we had um we had protests we had um oh, wow. a young young lady 17 year old awesome high school student named Naveah hodges she was a young lady who was out here advocating you know, created a protest which in turn led to a group of individuals protesting that protest you know what I mean it's just things like that that you don't see on the major news that are still active in today's society even on a small scale and when you're in Halifax County it's it's kind of the ugly part that we try to overlook but I, from my understanding in life, you know, avoiding conflict does not get you anywhere, and we need to have these conversations. We need to have these discussions, and things need to be brought out to light, because without that, we can't get change. And with that, that's how I got to this, where I'm at today. You know, with this Morton family and this whole project, is things went left, but it went right for me. Um, took a step out on God, believed in Him, and He led me to this family, which is my family now.
6: Shout out to I'm a part of the family too, so yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I told you I'm changing my last name.
7: uh, The IDA situation, oh, yeah, we want to talk about how um, we had to have uh, meetings with the IDA, which is our local industrial um, authority board. And uh, we just had a situation where we weren't able to get uh, the participant uh, cooperation that we needed, and which in turn ended up With us being in the paper, Jamie did such an awesome job attending a meeting with Debbie and, um, you know, we just voiced our concerns and, you know, people will say that things weren't this or that, but, you know, where there's smoke, there's a fire and certain things happen following that situation. So. I'm convinced from my personal experiences, experiences that I've had with more industries and things that we've worked through, experiences that I've heard from other Black farmers here in the community, or just in Virginia, period, that there is smoke when we go to make movements or try to even be contributors to the uh, the greater good. And when, the, you know, you want to disregard that smoke, we start to see the fire, you can't do anything about it. I mean, just think about what just happened here in America the other day. We've been saying it for years. There's smoke There's smoke on racism and that people get privileged and no one wants to believe it. Well, the fire happened on Capitol Hill and y'all and can't for, disregard for the, for it. For the
6: world to see.
7: Y'all can't disregard it. So right. <laughs> what do you, you know, that's where we're at. You know, you can keep- And I'm
6: kind of happy that happened too.
7: Me too, me too, me I'll too, because it, you can't deny it. Right, right. That
6: was wild, that was wild. But on this also- farm though, what so what are you guys growing on this farm? We have plants, but what's the product? Like what are we what are we buying there? What with the okay. consumer? What am I doing there?
0: So right, right. now we we have a uh, we have a CBD flower. We sure. also are currently on our if you go on our website, moreindustries.com or morehemp.com, we currently have a, a thousand milligram CBD coconut oil, which we sell in eight ounce and four ounce jars. Um, the CBD coconut oil can be used as a topical, or it can be ingested. You can put it in smoothies, you can put it in your coffee oh, to, wow. uh, to set off the jitters. Um, you can uh, put it in any any food that takes coconut oil or as an ingredient. You can add this CBD coconut oil to it. Jamal actually made a pizza. He put it on the pizza dough before he put the toppings on it, and made a CBD coconut oil pizza. Um. Uh, as far as uh, using it as a topical if, you, if you're a big uh, if you're in the gym a lot, you work out a lot or you run a lot, you can put it on your joints afterwards. Um, if you have issues sleeping, you can take some of it before you go to sleep or after you get out the shower, rub your upper body down and, and, and I promise you it'll be the best sleep you ever had. Um, it's It can be used in so many different ways as a topical. Oh, wow. Like I said, it can be adjusted. It, uh, USDA has approved uh, hemp and CBD for human consumption. So, um it's it's only two ingredients in our in our CBD coconut oil. It's unrefined coconut oil. So, if you're allergic to coconuts or uh or nuts, period. Um, I'm, I apologize. We'll 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 try to find a way to accommodate you guys. But right now, I would not order or use the the coconut oil if you are allergic to coconuts or nuts because there's only two ingredients it's unrefined 100% unrefined coconut oil and full spectrum CBD. That's it. Those are the only two ingredients in our coconut. No additives, no preservatives, none of that. Um, so like I said, it can be used in many different ways. If you know, any of your listeners want to tap in and come check us out, like I said, with the website is moreindustries.com, more-industries.com, more-hemp.com. And they can follow us at the more Cannabis Company on Instagram and Facebook to see what we got going on, to see the products and what we doing.
6: So this is pretty cool. So you could keep this in the pantry, in the kitchen, or put it in the bathroom. <laughs> Multi-use. Yep.
0: Absolutely, exactly.
1: man. Like, um, yeah. I do it
0: both. I put it on my beard, man. <laughs> it makes your beard wow. nice and soft. Yeah. And my, my wife loves yeah. it. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it can be used in so many different ways. Like I said, you can have it in your kitchen cabinet, in your pantry, or you can have it in your medicine cabinet, in your bathroom, either way.
6: What does it smell like?
0: Uh, it it smells, thing. it smells, it's really strong because it's a thousand milligrams. So when you pop that top, <laughs> you definitely notice <laughs> the first thing you notice is the smell.
3: But the when, of- when you put it on, Sean, it doesn't smell once you put it on. Like
0: Once you put it on, yeah. It, it kind of, the coconut oil, kind of, you know, it, it activates with your skin. So the coconut, you right. smell more of the coconut oil once you actually apply it to your body. But when you smell it straight in the jar, you definitely can smell the CBD in there.
6: I'm asking because I enjoy the smell of, <laughs> when somebody's sparking up, I'm like, okay, I like to smell. Well, you so definitely enjoy in, <laughs> the
3: smell of this. <laughs> so if I'm putting this in my
6: beard, you know, I'm like, okay, this smells good, you know? Yeah, and,
0: and because it's CBD, um, it, you know, it activates. Those cannabinoids activate and, you know, it puts you in a calming state. It kind of, it is like a aromatherapy type of deal. Oh, wow. Right? And that's why I say if you take a shower and then you apply it on yourself, after you take a shower while your pores are open, Man, it gets into your skin and, it, man, my wife had to wake me up one morning cause I was drooling all on the pillow. I was sleeping so <laughs> <good. laughs> i telling you, man, it's some of the best sleep ever. Um, you can, you can, you can, my brother, Dirk, he actually takes a teaspoon of it straight up. Like uh, take, wow. take a teaspoon in there and just, you know, he takes it and he says it helps him focus because he's looking at computer screens all day. You know what I'm right. saying? So it kind of calms his mind state down and puts his focus on key. To what he has to worry about, you know, for the day. So, I mean, like I say, it can be used in so many different ways.
6: How does Aunt Debbie use it?
3: <laughs> oh, co- what's I mean, which, what's, what's not coincidentally, but what's, what's amazing uh-huh. is she does use it. Um,
6: oh, really? Like, so, do-
3: <laughs> her skin and stuff like that. She's a very healthy, too. And on top of that, a germaphobe, like, she doesn't eat um chips with her hands. She uses a fork. Like she's really Wow. Um, different. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah,
0: she's different. But the crazy yeah. part about it is with Aunt Debbie, right? Cause like like Jamie said, you know, she was like, oh no, I don't want to be a drug dealer. I don't, want, no, I don't want to have anything to do with it. She didn't the to Virginia State University. She's a master grower. Like she's the she knows more wow. about growing than most of us do. He's wow.
3: the she's a subject matter expert in all things to grow when it comes to CBD and THC. She doesn't she doesn't say that, but she but she
0: knows <laughs> definitely.
3: She's definitely she she goes and checks the plants every morning. This weekend will be the first weekend that she will not go and check on it because. Jamal has forced her to stay home and he's gonna go
0: back on it. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time in the year she's taking a vacation or taking a break. She's been nonstop since we hit the ground running. She has had her boot strapped up and has not let off the pedal. So, you know, it's, it, it feels good for her to be able to take, take a break from her hard work. You know, she actually, like Jamie said, she retired. She moved from the DC area and moved to Halifax so she could be on the farm and around the pr- the uh product and the process every day. Um, so for her to actually take some time off and to take a break to take this weekend to relax and enjoy yourself, man. We all uh ecstatic about that because she deserves it.
6: Shout out, shout out to that. Can you ship the product across state lines? Yes. We can. Yes. Yeah, you can we, ship it. We'll, we'll be
0: sending you, we'll be sending you a care package very soon. Don't worry.
6: Are you guys like the only black farm that do you guys I don't know anything? Any?
7: No, actually, no. no. There's a few black farms. I mean... Is it like a directory
6: a... or something? Like a community? Like,
3: you um, know. Well, that's I mean... where the co-op is going to come in. You'll find out, and in, 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 um, Jamal can share that, and Derek can share that information with you. But we're looking for farmers around the world, but we do have yeah. other black farms. We're probably the most aggressive in that area, I would say, as it relates to putting our platform out there but we do have a co-op that we're building that we want all farmers to be a part of, all small farmers to be a part of, not just um, African American, but all minority and all small businesses, small farmers. Um, Derek or or, or, uh, Jamal, you want to share? Yeah,
1: I was going to say, I I just wanted to go back to your question, Sean. Um, Jamal, I think you was going to explain like the legalities of like, uh, you know, shipping a pat shipping a product across state lines. Um if you can tap into that just a little bit more. I know because that's your that was your question, Sean.
7: Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just gonna say that, you know, like I said, federally, uh C B D has been approved. So we can ship wherever. Like I say, um and uh you can really ship globally uh C B D's been approved. So that shipping is not a problem for sure. But what I was gonna also say too is that you know there's a lot of initiatives out there that are being created for minority farmers. I mean, if you watch the news recently, Jay-Z um, just uh, opened, uh, launched an investment fund to aid minority farmers in the cannabis industry. So there's a push forward. And because, I mean, it's like I said, we need to make a, uh impact. We need to get, be a part of this because if we don't, we won't be a part of it. Just like you just said about the Armenians Arminian, having a monopoly on it, they're not gonna let people in. Right. Same thing's gonna happen with this industry if we do not get into it and be a part of it early. But I do think there are other black farmers, but like Jamie was saying, we're probably the most aggressive. We're actually out here pushing, 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 pushing to get it out because if nothing else, people need to understand the importance of being a contributor and being a part of this. Numbers matter for us at this time.
0: Right. Yeah, and also with the co-op, um, there's an opportunity to um for regular farmers to get their products into grocery stores. Um, mm-hmm. well. that's, that's another thing now, outside of the CBD uh, cannabis world with the co-op. It's also a way for farmers to get their products into grocery stores as well.
6: So you can ship and you basically, cause it's federal uh, CBD is federal approved or legal and you could possibly ship globally the product. What else do you guys have in the works? Are we allowed to talk about that? Yeah,
7: no, say, we got a lot in the work, but we don't yeah. want to go into details, I don't believe, at this time, but um, stay tuned. We um, got tuned, the site, bro. go to the site, follow the site. Um, there's going to be a lot of the, uh, things announced coming soon. Uh, we got a lot of stuff that we've been working towards, working hard. We got, uh, like we said, Aunt Debbie's getting her break this weekend. She definitely needs it because we're going to be pushing in these next coming months so just um maurice shouted out the um you know the social media handles you know uh what we got face facebook instagram you know just follow us and you stay yeah. tuned you can be a and part I'm of the all that
6: and i'm gonna have all that information in the description of this episode so listeners you want to know more about more industries expand the details of this episode and all those links would be provided in, for all intents and purposes, I'm gonna assume we're all in the same age group. The yeah. kids though, like the example that this is setting for the children in your family, you know, black the entrepreneurship, you know, family working together, the importance of black wealth. Like, how is that having the ability to show the younger people in the Morton tribe, you know, I mean, you're demonstrating it. So how does that, is that, is that a pressure, added pressure, is this coming naturally? Yeah. Do you have to explain this to the children? Like,
1: um, no, I I think I can go into that one that, um, it, again, it's, um, it's not necessarily added pressure. Um, because again, you know, we, 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 you know, we've worked or we've been working for corporate America or you work at making, you know, some other entity millions of dollars. Um, it's easier for us to even do this, you know what I'm saying? To see that, um, you know, our families get together or you see, you know, I got two kids. My brother got three. Um, Jamie has one. Um, Jamal, I think he has one, but she's four legs. Um, but um, yep. just to kind of see them, <laughs> just to kind of see them um, you know, they, they, they come to the land. And my, my kid is uh, six and three. So, you know, they're like, Daddy, can we go to the farm? And it's like, all right, yeah, we can go to the farm. Um, and wow. then they see us out there working. Um, again, it, I, I don't think it, the, the impact has actually hit them. It certainly has resonated with us um, because we know, you know, the, what, it, like, what it took to get it. Um, but for us, we, we want our, um, we want our kids to, you know, inherit, in, inherited wealth, not our problems. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right. like when they come out to the land and they see us working and they see us doing whatever, um, it's easy. You know what I'm saying? And we, we, you know, we include them in it. Like, Hey, help us plant the seed, you know, this is, you know, help us, you know, shovel this or help us go move this from this structure to this one. Um, right, right. So when we get out there, it's, it's like, it's all work. Everybody works. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, even,
0: the baby-
6: <laughs> even the baby, right?
0: Yeah. So just to speak on kind of like with me and Jamie having uh, teenage sons, you know, for them to see uh, this right here, you know, it sparked something in them. You know, because my, my son right. came to me with his whole business plan the other day, just based off seeing his father be an entrepreneur and see the family grow as entrepreneurs. His aunt Jamie is a serial entrepreneur, like everybody's around them. That's that's what they get to see you know, versus our generation, we kind of had to see our parents live, check the check, struggle a little bit, but they're going to get an opportunity to see their parents build something for, not only for themselves, but for them and their children and their children as well. You know, because generational wealth starts within the community. You know, we have to circulate the dollar within our community, like other uh, communities do. You know, we have to invest in ourselves like other communities do. And right. by, by our children seeing that, you know, it's going to spark something in them, to create that for themselves because that's what it's all
6: about
3: as long as and also what we we had a very strong male figure in our lives such as our granddad um he that is who from halifax uh virginia is why we're in that area he was such a strong figure as it relates to setting the foundation of taking care of your family by any means necessary so that was instilled in us at a young age. I can I can almost remember when my granddad would come to my house, and walk in the door, look in the refrigerator, and walk back out, and an hour later come back with groceries because it wasn't to his satisfaction of what we had in our refrigerator. Not oh, wow, groceries, but it wasn't to his satisfaction, and I I can I can remember that so clearly, and that is what my Focus has always been, I want to be able to take care of my family, although we all have to take care of ourselves, but the goal is, is that this is one thing that I always remember is a quote from Jay-Z. The goal is not to be successful. The goal is to push the message forward so that we all can become equal, because until we're all equal, we're, we're, we're never going to achieve anything. So if I make a million dollars and my cousin only makes $20, how does that look? Why am I not him to make a million dollars why am i not pushing everybody in my circle to be on million dollar status even if it's not the same time i get there so that's important to me as a as a person and leaving my footmark on this earth and for our family and generational come so uh um, I, I know even with my teenage son he can draw really well he can draw you if you wanted him to and somehow, some way, we're going to try to incorporate that into the more can more, more industries business in our cannabis business. So, yeah, like we're, we're it's it's so important for generational wealth and to set the foundation. Now, I know our family um, when I was growing up, my mom didn't teach me anything about credit. She didn't teach me anything about uh, saving and not that she she just didn't want to. It's that she didn't have time. She was working. Two two jobs to keep a roof over our head, to keep food in right. our head. So she didn't have time for that. I want to be the person to make time for, regardless of what I have going on. I want to be that person to make the time, and that's what my focus has been, and will continue being until I leave this earth.
6: Wow, that, that's that's important. That's an important message, and that we these conversations again need to happen and it almost sounds like this is becoming second nature though for you guys and you know the children they this is what they know you know what I mean this is what they saw their whole life so you definitely got you guys are definitely making it easier for them and generations to come so you know shout out to that big up to that I was looking at the map here to Halifax County because I need to know where to go <laughs> when it <to> go down,
1: <laughs> a, a bunker or
6: something. So I was looking at Halifax <laughs> County, and I noticed it's on the state line. It's on the Virginia North Carolina state line. Yeah. So my mind I immediately went to when I saw that. I was, are you guys getting licensing in North Carolina, even though the farm is located in Virginia? But because it's right on the state line, is there like? you Know is that a thing or am I reaching too far in the future? Or is that a concern to you know possibly get licensed in the state of North Carolina so we could do business in North Carolina and Virginia seamlessly? Or do they even have cannabis in North Carolina? Is that even a thing well, there?
0: They do have industrial hemp there. Um, okay, yeah, they have yeah, there. so I mean, in the future, definitely it would be something that we you know we'll look into. We want to expand as much as we can, you know, the DC even up to the DC Maryland area, uh the local area where we all are from. You know, um we want to take this thing as far as we can at the end in, in the end. Um but that's going to take money, uh funding, uh support from our own. Um, you know, I'm looking at shout out uh killer Mike. We we ready for you to come talk to us at the over at that Greenwood Bank. That, uh, <laughs>
3: killer Mike. <laughs> come see us
0: killer Mike. Uh we got a proposition for you. Uh, but now we um, we definitely want to expand into other states, but right now, our main focus is Virginia, um you know, and conquering what we can there, and then once we do that, we can move on
3: um, but for North Carolina, we haven't thought about getting license there. It's not that it it is not that it can't be forthcoming in the future, but right now, we're just focusing on what we have. we want to focus on what we have created and master that, and then expand if we can. Which I'm sure we can. I'm not gonna say if, but I'm sure we can. We'll expand soon.
6: Well, it's gonna happen. You guys got a solid team. So, you know, when the time comes, you know, I'm pretty sure Aunt Debbie or Jamal, somebody will be on the front of the line, like, hey, let us in, let us in, you know. And we got these yeah. kids. So these kids go be these kids working already. So yeah, it's definitely gonna expand and turn into, you know, a national, you know.
3: Yeah, we have a very strong team, especially. The group that's on this phone, like I can't stress the talent we have in our family um it's so amazing because we all have um an expertise and we all are heavily contributing like we're all uh have our own kids, we all have full time jobs we all have full time businesses along with our family business, so we're stretched in everywhere but the the but the goal is. Is that we just don't lose focus on what our intent is? It's creating generational wealth for our families to come. Um, I know Derek. Uh, like I said, he has a he has a, uh, a, a his son, whom DJ is so smart. He wants to be an astronaut. But if you saw him on that farm when he's out there and just how intrigued he is and how excited he is just to be in grass. Um, Kids nowadays don't experience it. In fact, they don't even go outside. So I'm glad we're able to bring that back because we were raised that way. We were raised to be outside, play, don't come in the house until the street lights come on. And it's just it's just amazing that we're all being able to, to focus um, and bring our kids to to to, to, to this uh, uh, platform.
6: Right. That is that is pretty cool. Speaking of Derek and his son, Derek, what is the biggest takeaway in this whole process that you have learned to date?
1: Um, man, honestly, you can't do it by yourself, man. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned. Um, you know, you need you need a team. You need a tribe. Uh, uh although he's not on the call, I would undoubtedly say our you know our cousin Stefan, um, you know, my queen son, like he's the glue. You know, like he's that he's the, he's the brick and the mortar. Like he keeps us on our P's and Q's. He makes sure that we got our licenses. He makes sure that, you know, we, we filled out all this documentation that we needed to do, you know, whether it's a group thing that we need to do or just individually, um, you know, I think it's him. But really what I learned from that is that one, um, you can't do it alone as strong or as smart or talented as you are, you can't do it alone. And um, and and again, man, it, it takes a team, it takes a tribe to, to make something like this uh you know be successful.
6: Can't do it alone. You can't do it alone. What would you want our listeners to do as soon as possible?
0: Go follow us. Uh go to the Instagram right now, the More Cannabis Company on IG uh and and Facebook, or you can go to the website more industries.com or more-hemp.com dash and you will find out all the information that you need to know about us and to follow us and to keep up with what we got going on and coming in the future.
6: And again, that information will be in the details of the episode. Is there any closing words that the Morton family have for ASAP listeners? I'm going to say, <laughs> hey, brother, focus, uh, when, you, when you think you you
3: had enough, something a door will open. Just stay focused, do your research, do as much. Um, I can't stress the fact to do research. I don't even know all of what it is to know about cannabis, but I we're consistently learning all the time. Um, research, 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 and research some more.
0: Yeah, education is key. If anything that you want to do, you want to jump out there take a chance and a leap of faith, you definitely should educate yourself as much as you can in whatever it is that you want to do. That's how you can be as successful as you want to be. Is having as much knowledge in that in, in that in that field that you are going into.
6: Did you guys take the vaccine? <laughs> we yeah. have not. I, not. Had, <laughs> I got my
7: I got my second dose on Tuesday. I work in uh like I say, I work in a nursing home field, so I encourage the people out there if you're skeptical, be safe, be smart. If you have an opportunity to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. Um, I've been in this. I've been working beside COVID since. February last year, man. So <laughs> I get it. I understand how COVID has uh, ravaged families, changed everything. So don't just think it's a hoax. Take it seriously. Wear your mask. Social distance, and show real love for your loved ones by you know being an active participant and doing the
6: right thing. That's what's up. That's what's up. I'm, I'm glad to hear that everybody is, you know is on par with the vaccine thing because that's a whole other episode <laughs> about
3: <laughs> well. And on top of that, Sean, another thing too, and Derek probably can more to this, we pray all the time. We pray in and we pray out. That's so important. Prayer is important. Uh, Putting God first and in decent and in order, as my Aunt Debbie would say all the time, like we prayed before we we started this podcast with you and we're going to pray when we leave, uh, when when, when this is closing up as well. Right,
6: right, right, right. And again, listeners, that website is more dash hemp.com that is m-o-r dash h-e-m-p.com but again thank you guys for tapping in with asap and you know giving this knowledge filling me up with knowledge because you know i didn't know half of the stuff that we talked about on here so i'm definitely going to go back and reference this when it comes time for me to possibly dive into business with you guys i'm about, okay these people know what they're talking about and this is a legacy, black wealth. This is everything I stand for and everything we all stand for and is about. So thank you guys for, you know, agreeing to tap in with me on this. We yeah, appreciate <laughs> you for man, having me, Yeah, thank
7: you, man. Thank you. Uh, also, we,
0: we definitely make sure you get your uh, your size over to Jamie and information. We need to ship you uh, your care package. We got some, some
6: coconut oil and uh,
0: a shirt and a few things coming for you, man.
6: Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. So I'll be looking forward to that. I must DM her my address or text her my address. But again, thank you for tapping in and listeners again, if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and hit the subscribe follow button. I'm Sean out live everywhere.
1: Derek, can you lead
6: us out with prayer?
1: Heavenly father, we come before you uh, again on this day, thanking you for opportunity um, to share knowledge and share wealth. Um, your word says uh, your people pa- uh, perish because of lack of, uh, lack of knowledge and lack of understanding. And I pray that, you know, through this podcast and through this platform that we're able to teach, um, that we're able to help people grow and help people learn. Um, again, we do not take it for granted, this opportunity. Uh, we ask that you bless everyone on this call, bless all of our families, bless every family represented here. Um, until the next time, Lord God, we thank you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Amen.
6: Amen. amen.